all conversations and information exchanged during What If Nothing's Wrong podcast with Heidi Haddad, LCSW, are intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. Please do not confuse this with treatment, therapy, or psychotherapeutic advice or guidance. The information on these podcasts is supplemental and not meant to interfere with the therapeutic work between you and your professional therapist, counselor, or psychiatrist. Please understand that Heidi Haddad does not maintain the role of your psychotherapist, but rather offers an educated, professional perspective from that of a licensed clinical social worker. When your anxiety is crippling and you're stuck inside your head, find your joy, find your joy. When your man won't touch you, but you want to have a baby, find your joy, find your joy. When you're walking down the street and you get punched in the face, find your joy, find your joy. When you want to fire a bazooka at your neighbor's barking dog, find your joy, find your joy. Find your joy, find your joy. Hello everybody and welcome to what if nothing's wrong the podcast that asks the question what if nothing's wrong i just i can't today what What? if everything is wrong (laughs) maybe today is a day of just what if everything is wrong let's do that let's do that i'm nelsie and that's heidi so uh full disclosure i uh slammed my fingers in my front door what'd you put what'd you put on there? i've got Toilet a paper, paper towel that has a little a little bit of ice crushed ice in it wrapped around two of my fingers i can't you're typically blurry so i can't really see what it is i just see a white blob on your yeah fingers. even if you could see it would just look like a white blob so that was that that happened to me this morning and i lay on my bed weeping for about i don't know a solid five minutes wondering if i had to go to the emergency room I'm thinking mostly what an inconvenience it is. I don't have time for this. As opposed to, (laughs) oh, really? I mean, isn't that kind of obvious? But you know what I mean. I want to say, and then Nelsie, and then Nelsie texted me and said, but I did weep for sale in five minutes. I said, "Mm, for sale? I did weep for a sale. Yeah. So that, that was my morning. So what's new, Heidi? Because I know what's new with you, your your dog sitting. Oh, your dog sitting and and, and <laughs> top of well, the I, I think top it's of the kind mind. of interesting because <laughs> every time I talk to Heidi, she's being followed around by the dog. She's my security <laughs> detail. She's absolutely my security detail. Heidi's walking into. Oh, she's moving in. She's a uh, or maybe she maybe she calls me the partridge. Partridge is moving into the bathroom. Let's go. Let's go. Clear. <laughs> So she's behind me. Literally, there's an entire area of couches and chairs behind me and a carpet. Oh, she is on the carpet, but right literally behind so right if you behind were to my roll chair. Roll back in your chair. Right. Don't do that. Yeah. Correct. Same. When I'm in the shower, she sits right in front of the bath, the shower door. So if I open it for any reason. <laughs> and do you find it cute or annoying or a combination of the both? I am flattered. That I'm it's so nice adored. To be adored. I have to say, it's nice to be adored, but it is 
like having another child as they're both <laughs> sitting on top of what me. What are you doing? What are you doing now? Morning. What are we doing now? What should we do next? <laughs> totally. My son this morning said, let's have a group hug. And he picks her up. She's a small dog. Picks her up and uh, and is hugging her. And then he's, she, he's like, come on in here. And so the three of us had to hug, kissing, 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 back and forth. And that was that. Yeah. So I, she's work. Not she's she herself isn't work, but the walking is work. What's remind me her name? I forgot her name. Mabel. Mabel. Mabel's such a good Mabel. name for a dog. Yeah. yeah. But I also was thinking she's pretty. She's been trained well, I guess, because she's a very good listener. Yeah. Mabel come. Mabel go. Mabel oh. go see Leon. Mabel go do this, and she just does it. Oh my god, that is the best. Yeah. Seriously, you say Mabel go see Leon, and she goes. Yeah, because she's staring at me doing this, of course, you know. <laughs> and then I say, and I hear Leon in the other room, Mabel, go see Mabel. Okay, you sh- are you are you good here? Are you safe? Um, yeah. Okay. Just as long all as right. You're okay. I'm gonna go. Yeah. 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 Yesterday I was in a session and the dog was with me and she's Mabel sitting on my lap or sitting kind of yeah kind of on my lap and I'm engaged with my client. And are and, you face to face or this? Yeah, yeah, face to face. So she's oh. also the client is also looking at. Mabel. And I just noticed as I'm listening to my client and I'm engaged and I'm looking and all of a sudden out of the corner of my eye, I could feel like these eyes penetrating my face. <laughs> so kind of did a little look to the right and she's just doing this staring at me. <laughs> and I, like, all right. And then my client also laughed about it because it was, what are you doing? Minding your business. Okay. I'm talking to my client, which is confidential. Yeah, by the way, this is confidential. <sighs> yeah, so that's been fun. I do find that I am talking to Mabel in a way that I'm just going to ignore the fact that I'm talking to Mabel like that. Or I'm doing the, <laughs> is that so good? Are you da 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 da? <laughs> Who's a good puppy? Who's a best puppy? <laughs> you are. You are. <laughs> I know you like it. I know you like the rubbing. <laughs> Who likes the rubbins? Who likes the rubbins? Yesterday, no, two days ago, I found, you want to know how I found my joy? Yes. Singing a song to Callie with made up lyrics to the tune of the Lonely Goat Herd from The Sound of Music. <laughs> Let's hear it. High in the bed was a cute little puppy, lady odle, lady odle, <laughs> She likes breakfast and she likes suppy, lady odle, <laughs> Oh, oh, lady odle, oh, oh, Callie's a good pup. I mean, it's just okay, ridiculous. Okay, it started out nicely. It started out well. I was like, that sounds good. All right. right? Stop it now. Yeah, I know. Stop I know. it. I, yeah, I, I started strong. It's the, it's <clears> the yodeling. It's the yodeling that's that's yeah. fun. Yeah, it is fun. Singing to your dog, talking to your dog. Yodeling to your dog. Yodeling to your dog. Yodelay, yodelay, yodelay. <laughs> I do have some joy I'd like to share. Please do. This week, I, Leon's school celebrated his birthday, which is not his birthday, but we were allowed to be in person and he wanted it yeah. to be in person. So what they do yeah. is that they have the 
parents come and then the kids go around a circle in a circle, go around and express gratitude and what they like or something nice about the birthday person. The first kid that started the circle had been kind of in a mood. They had done, they had just done a mindful moment where they had to be back to back where they didn't have to touch each other's back, but they had to be back to back and be mindful. And she didn't want to do it at all and was just like, meh, you know, and that was in that kind of mood. So I thought like, oh, all right, she doesn't want to be mindful. But then when it came to saying something nice, she didn't just say one thing or just say happy birthday. She went into it. I really like how smart you are and how kind you are. And I really um, think you're funny and you're silly and I had like playing with you I mean just went on and on and I was so impressed it was so lovely and this and is then, another seven-year-old yeah That's and so then the great. kids went around in a circle and said other things and a lot of them said I too like how smart and nice you are and I like how courageous you are and you're so brave and you are fun to play with I mean it was just super sweet and heartwarming and that filled me with joy listening to that. I think that makes me so happy. That is yeah. so lovely. Like, let's yeah. face it, when we were seven, was first of all, didn't did, did, Who did asked anybody us? ever use the word <laughs> mindfulness? Like, right, <laughs> right. What are you talking about? Yeah, you know, like that wasn't bandied about. At number one and number two, no, nobody was articulating how and why they liked somebody on their birthday. So I guess I already shared my joy. My joy was singing to the dog. Okay. And um, should we cut to the AMA then? Or did you want to say more? Did you want to find some other joy you had in your life? You know what I wanted to do? I wanted to complain about something. Oh. <laughs> oh, that perked up. <laughs> That's Heidi. not in the joy corner. <laughs> I don't know what. I started watching St. Vincent. Have you seen that movie with Bill Murray and Melissa McCarthy? So I start watching it and it's just one cliche after another. It's like, oh, the new the newly single mom with the husband who's a ne'er-do-well and she's got the shy kid who has to go to the new school and he gets bullied and they move in next to the curmudgeon-y um, neighbor. Bill Murray. Bill Murray. And then they go to school and, they're, and he, that's where he gets bullied and there's this, a PE teacher who doesn't give a shit. And then there's the priest who's kind of quirky and unexpectedly fun and non unconventional. Like six, six uh, stereotypes, six cliches in the next, in the first 15 minutes. And, um, and yet it got made. Not only did it get made, it got Bill Murray and Melissa McCarthy attached and Chris O'Dowd. Why does that make me angry, Heidi? You expect more. You want more. Yeah. It got, it got made and it got touted. It got good reviews. It's a feel-good movie. <laughs> it's not. It's a feel-angry and annoyed and resentful movie. That's what I okay. got from it. All right. Well, I'm sorry that happened to you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I don't know. All right. So that was that was resentful corner. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be our new one. But then, which ends with, but what if nothing's wrong, Nelsie? What if you stop watching that movie when, I did. when you, nice. oh, you did? Oh, well, I was job. about to stop. And then when Chris, the minute Chris O'Dowd came on the screen, it got better because he's, his character is delightful and, and, and I, I believed him and I liked him. But then I, then I stopped because I got, I got annoyed again. 
because Bill Murray not doing a not very good Queens accent. Uh, it's the worst. <laughs> Is there anything worse? It's just the worst when they when you get someone to do an accent and it's just so terrible that all you can focus on is their accent and yeah, if their acting like is exceptional it doesn't get lost it doesn't matter because all i can focus on is what? oh oh i forgot to mention i forgot to na- mention naomi watts playing the sex worker with a heart of gold who's also pregnant but also has a bad russian accent oh fantastic because that's necessary she needed to be russian <sighs> she needs yeah to, I, I just felt like and if, you know and they've got her on a stripper pole like six months pregnant who wrote this? Who read it and said, yeah, this is a winner. And then the critics were like, oh, so good. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I know God. sometimes they just don't ask the people that need to be asked. <laughs> no one, no one, no one consulted me. No yes. one consulted me about St. Trash. Okay. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Pass on this script. So last night on AMA, Twitter, Twitter, Twitter. Twitter, making decisions big and small can sometimes, Nelsie, be difficult. I don't know if you know that. Are you the Goldilocks of decision making? Too quick, too slow, or just right? Ah, that's a good one. Ah. 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 (laughs) What'd you get? Somebody wrote at Roughneck29 wrote, it happens so much that her friends call it rosinating at Allison Rosen. That's good. I'm going to immediately adopt that. That's immediately going to become a verb. At Brandon Prime 3 wrote, no, I overanalyze and then miss my first opportunity and then hope there's a second one around the corner. And I wrote that person back and I said that there is a children's book called What You Do With a Chance by Kobe Yamada, which Mm. is about a mischance. And then I can't remember exactly what happens at this that the kid no recognizes that there was a mischance but time lots of time passes and it's beautifully written and all of that da, da, until but the kid recognizes that the next chance that comes around and the chance is presented as if like this wispy thing that is floating in the air mm, and you have mm-hmm. to reach out and grab it and they had this kid had taken it for granted and then realized that that was a mistake. And so the next time, so committed to the next time a chance comes, I'm grabbing Grabbed that it. chance. Grabbed it. And they did. About chances with kids. That it's okay. You don't always have to take every chance, but also feel free to take the chance and jump and recognize that the net will appear. Trust that the net will appear. That it's okay. You never know what's going to happen. You never know what's going to happen. Even if you do the same thing every day over and over and over again. Something could still mess that up. I mean, one of the things that I say to people, friends, when they're trying to make a decision, there's not necessarily a right choice and a wrong choice. There's just different choices with different consequences. You know, it's like, if you, should I go to the movies or not go to the movies? Well, if you go to the movies, you're going to see a movie and you might like it, you might not. If you stay home, you know. That bomb could hit your house. Right, right. Or you might stay home and watch St. Vincent and then you're thinking, God, I wish I'd gone to the movies because that was really a bad movie. But yeah, I think sometimes we get stuck up in not being able to make a decision because we're convinced that there's a right decision. Yes, I agree with you. There is no wrong decision. It's always just a different decision than 
the other one yeah, or yeah, any yeah. of them. Well, someone wrote actually, and this is the key at MJ Medina 18 wrote a tip that's worked for me on decision-making is to remain extremely present about the situation in front of you. Many people overthink situations due to worry about the future or fearing regret, regret, a clear present mind will lead to the right move. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's the deal. The whole reason you don't jump is for fear of, well, if I do this, then this could happen and I could lose this and then that would happen and then da, 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 da. Right. And all yeah, of yeah, it, yeah. by the way, may all work out in the way that you wanted to, but you, and you don't know because you're busy being stuck and in your head with imagining all the the terrible possibilities that could happen, yeah. including yeah. you could be imagining all the amazing possibilities, but usually what stops you from doing it is that you're imagining all the things that right. are... What if this and then this and then this? It's never, what if wonderful and then more wonderful and then more wonderful? Right. Yeah. yeah. So I think, so I wrote back to Mario Medina and said, agree. I didn't say that, but I... <laughs> <laughs> Gave the impression. Why not? I mean, gosh, that I said was something really a good else. answer. Something I did. Better I, did. I hearted it, pithy. first of all. Uh -huh. I uh -huh. loved it. <laughs> and also, under Twitter, I'd really like there to be a laughing thing that you could hit. You know, I'm there's a, you can respond to it. You could retweet it. You could love it. You could do those things, but you can't just say, that's hilarious. I mean, unless right. you write, that's hilarious. That's hilarious, which that's, but that's way too much, much work. It's Come too much. on. Right. Yeah. That's not cool. Well, they do have this thing. I don't know if you've heard about this. Um, it's it's an acronym, and it's L O L, and it oh. stands for laughing out loud. That is still <laughs> typing. It is. There's still <laughs> typing involved versus just oh. a click. Yeah, I yeah, need a click. Right. If you're gonna have a <laughs> click of everything else, I'd like a laughing click. Okay, I don't think Twitter. Are you listening? Existential Soph at Sofisof wrote, I'm very indecisive and have to take a look at all options before making a decision. It's nice when patient friends can wait for me to figure it out on my own, but I also love when someone relieves me of that responsibility if I trust that they've also thought things through. <laughs> so Sophie's so okay then, with someone just going, get the red right, sweater. It, as long as she trusts that that person has really thought it through. <laughs> right, right. Listen, I've been up all night thinking about your problem and this is what i've decided i think red sweater is definitely the way <laughs> red, to go I've go red <laughs> definitely because and i'll tell you why blue isn't your color no, red really up. brings out <laughs> the you're the rosiness of your cheeks mm. but um and it's a power color so go but the thing about what what existential soph is saying of course is not trusting for me what i responded to is not trusting her own instinct yeah. which is being able to get quiet and listen to your inner voice and that that inner and trusting that your inner voice is the wisest voice within you and the not wisest voice inside of you is the critic right the critic is the one that's full of fear and saying mm, should you do that do you really want to wear that red sweater i mean maybe the blue <laughs> one's better the blue does go with your eyes i don't know la 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 and when you went into your closet just to continue with our red sweater let's stick you with went, the sweater uh when you analogy. when you went into the closet you instinctually reached for the red sweater yeah and then pulled back ego that's your inner your ego voice saying should you be doing not that? Trusting, you pulled not back trusting. and then said, oh, maybe I, I do need to do the blue. I'm like, I really wanted the red. Do I want to do the blue? 
Is the red too much? Is it too bold? Is it too? Yeah. Yeah. What's it say? Yeah. La la la. Right. So, yeah. getting quiet and listening to your inner voice is always the key to success and ease. And I think you made a really good point there to the being able to tell the because you know, we might have a lot of inner voices and they might not all be nice ones. But when you say, when you talk about, when you talk about the inner voice that your instinct, your, you know, your true self versus the critic um, and, or the, and, or the ego. So there's two voices. There's a nice one and a mean one. And the nice one uh, is your instinct and um, your true self. And the mean one is ego and the critic and the critic is coming from fear. So that's a really great thing to remember that that's how we can identify it. When we have a voice, it's like, what if, or, oh no, you know, um, or that's punitive and critical. That is, that's the bullshit voice that we'll call it from now on. The poo-poo head voice. We've talked about nonviolent communication before and they use the giraffe and the, oh my God, I'm going to forget the other animal. Um, The giraffe. The giraffe is the the loving kind voice. Huh, interesting. And the Who jackal. Get the meat? The oh. jackal is the critic. But is that nice? Is that fair uh, the jackal? I mean, it is definitely stereotyping. However, the assumption being that I have never met a jackal that I didn't like. I'm just saying. Is that true? <laughs> never met a jackal, so there you go. <laughs> so it's a lie. That's what you're saying. <laughs> no, I can say that I've <clears> never <throat> met a jackal that I didn't like. Because I've never ever met a jackal. I want to say simply, simply, our inner voice is we are born in love, right? Mm -hmm. When we first come out, when we're in the womb, we first come out, we just are love. There's just pure, pure joy and love that exists within us on a really innate, natural level. And it isn't until other things come in that abscond with our joy. <laughs> yes. Change yes. it. Come and bring back in- here. You've got my joy. <laughs> Damn you. <laughs> Stop them. <laughs> it's so fascinating, right? So different things that create a different story, right? So, but the point is, is that that's why that inner voice is pure love because that's your one true voice. Well, what about the idea, Heidi, that we're even getting stuff in the womb don't you think that energetically that that we are receiving messages from in the womb yes yeah so sometimes we can even unfortunately land in the planet pop out of the womb pop out of the your mother with already having some fears if you've if you've been gestating in a fearful environment i would agree with that i think when i'm saying that the inner voice love is on a soul level right you're just you're entering into this physical plane and this in this way of being in in joy in a heart in an open heart space can i say it that way when i say joy i mean open heart space and then there's plenty of opportunity to cultivate something other than yeah pure love when you do inner child work and you and there are all these exercises when any of us do inner child work or or have this opportunity one great tool is to find a picture of you as a child and have it on your phone carry it around with you have it next to your bed have it next to your bed anywhere anyhow but to serve as a reminder 
of who you are and where you came from and to shower that being who is inside of you with love. Just even yeah. to look at that picture and say, I love you and I've got you and I'm here and, and I'm, I'm not here. going anywhere and you're safe and, you're and safe. you are perfect exactly. and you are the most important person that I will ever have a relationship and I adore you completely and right. I'm so glad you're here right. and I'm not going anywhere. Right. I did I did inner child work like that for three years and I still have I still have little Nelsie next to my bed. And and man, people were strange I used to joke that strange strangers on the street were stopping me and going, You gotta do some inner child work, Nelsie. And I was like, No, no, don't have time for that. Like it was a very long time coming for me for whatever reason. Um and it's yeah, it's so powerful. So powerful. I, I am I am with you on that one. And whenever, and I know it's so powerful, and I note that whenever I work with anyone and we get to that place talking about that, me just even mentioning it and having them have a conversation with their inner child and letting, just even articulating to them, let the, let your inner, lit, your little Nelsie know that she's safe and having that kind of, just even, just saying that before they even do any of their work, their tears pouring down Sobbing. their face. no. Absolutely. Right. When I worked with the, the life coach that I worked with when I did that, and when she said, I think, you know, you need to do some work with little Nelsie, I just burst into tears. Right. And she had known me for, you know, seven minutes. She got me. She was, she's a complete empath. I mean, it's just, it's so, like, yes. it's so indicative of it, right? That you just, the for someone out externally making some brief connection between you and your child self elicits such deep emotion instantly it's so triggering it's, it's yeah and and it's as if you i mean it's it's so amazingly powerful in that where you go to that little place instantly and you're just like nobody protected me and i was alone and it's so it's i was thinking i'm sure that's not true for everybody and then i'm thinking right well the work i'm in those aren't the people that are in right. my office exactly. right i just exactly. had a moment and the people yeah. that you and the people that you feel you feel guided to suggest the inner child work with, you've gotten that intuitively. Correct. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Bring yeah. bring me back. Correct. But it's I mean right. Go ahead. You're right. No, you're right. And it's just it's a really beautiful, powerful way to connect with your inner self and recognize that that little voice is what ultimately, often, not even ultimately, is often the one speaking the fear at times mm, and mm -hmm. is, and so if you turn around and say, little Nelsie, I've got you and you're safe and we can take this leap, we're going to be okay. Cause I've got you. And it's not, we're not two and three and five and seven and eight and nine where we didn't have that safety net. I've got you. I'm your safety net now. I've got you. You're yeah. safe. I'm here. I'm not going anywhere, which interestingly brings us back to the ability to make a decision. So when that fear comes up, you know, we can just say, you know, maybe we can say to our inner child, I got you, I'm safe. We've got this and we can make this decision. I love, I love that you keep using the, the, the image of the safety net because, um, the fear that we can get around whatever, whether it's making a decision or having to make a hard phone call or whatever, the fear, the visceral fear that one can get around that I'll just use speak about myself is it's so much in my body you know that it's like somebody was suggesting to me that I um they didn't suggest it this woman that I work with um in this 
this sort of accountability group that I have. She's like, no, no, you have to call her. You have to call that agent. I was like, oh, no, no, I'm not calling her. I mean, I'll email her. No, you have to call her. You have to call her. Nobody's going to die. You're going to be, I mean, I was like, it was like she was suggesting that I, I don't know, take a rocket to the moon without a helmet. I don't know. I was like, what are you talking about? That's madness. <laughs> I will take that rocket, but I am not wearing I'm, a I'm helmet. Not, <laughs> and I'm not calling that agent. Let me just say that. <laughs> okay. All right. So what else you got? What else you got in the AMA, baby? All right. The last thing I think I'm going to say is that at Rebecca Esther XO wrote, I think it's very telling that my answer to your question about decisions is, I don't know. <laughs> I can't decide whether I'm good at making decisions or not. <laughs> don't make me make yeah. that choice. <laughs> Am I good at it? Am I okay at it? Am I slow? Am I fat? God, I, hmm. let me get back to you. <laughs> That's what that's where I'm gonna leave that. It's oh, uh I like that. interesting. Yeah. I, I like that. Well, that's good. Well, I have decided not to go to the emergency room for my finger. Excellent. For now. I feel like it's okay. All right. Well, we've survived another catastrophe. I think we have a new we have a new um segment that we're doing. Oh yeah. Nelsie and Heidi hop on some trending bullshit, I think is what we're doing. <laughs> Okay. Is that correct? That's correct. Did you, and you found something trending or you found that challenging? I found it challenging, first of all, because <laughs> I'm not on social media at all and I have no idea what's trending that I found that I had to Google, how do you find what's trending on social media? <laughs> and Google said, ask Google what's trending. <laughs> oh, it said, put in what you're looking for kind of thing. If you're wanting to know what's trending in sports, right? like oh. hashtag sports and i was like yeah 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 yeah, if yeah. I, I don't i'm looking for you to tell me what's trending i'm not right, looking right to find something you know to yeah you just tell me what i need to know google all right <laughs> stop messing with me let's just cut to the chase all right so first thing i have is i'm telling you how sad i am and how i actually feel try a hug it's Mental illness, mental illness, mental illness. It's not like my daughter feels horrible about herself. Let me hug her. It's take your medicine. It's do you need to go to a hospital? Do you need? It's mental illness before it's. Wow. That just broke my heart. Whoo. Well, I, and I hope Dr. Phil was nice because I've kind of seen him be a jerk before, but yeah. What must that be like to be sad and be crying and have your mother, do you need your medicine? Do you need to go to the hospital? Versus like, well, I love what she said. How about a hug? Your daughter's sad. I mean, yes, of course. I, I think, I, obviously, I don't know what her situation is with her parent, but I, I do know that sometimes, and I'm sure you can relate to this as well, even more so than I, is that in the midst of if you're dealing with your child who is suffering, really suffering, not, oh, they had a bad day that day, yeah, but really yeah. suffering with a mental illness, maybe there, a parent goes into a panic space of, right. uh, um, what, what can I do? How them. do I fix this? What, you know, let yeah. me get you medication. Um, do we need to go to the hospital? How bad is it? What do you need versus can I give you a hug? And even on a, on a non-serious mental illness level, 
this goes into the helping realm, right? Just to sidetrack to that and not really is that the people that feel like they need to fix it. And so you're in pain. How do I fix it? You're, I need you to let me in to fix it. And it doesn't occur to you. It doesn't occur to people sometimes just to do the hug, just to give affection or to say, how can I help? And what do you need? And because you're just, you're in the, people are reacting to the pain that's in front of them and they go into reaction mode rather than taking a breath and saying, all right, this, my daughter, my son, my friend, my whomever is really in pain and struggling hard time. And, oh, let me ask them, what do you need from me? Yeah. What do you need from me? Yeah. How can I help you? How Mm -hmm. can I support you? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. What would be yeah. most helpful right now? I feel like that is so powerful and, and that's something that I that I that I've just learned probably in the last few years of being able to say to someone, um, how can I support you? What do you need from me right now? Uh, because sometimes all somebody wants is for you to listen. <laughs> sometimes they just want you know, because they just need to vent uh and rant and rave and that's okay and sometimes they want you to say fix it yeah sometimes they want you to fix it (laughs) yeah but asking is always a great first step right just can i would a hug be helpful what would be helpful leaving it open-ended yeah Yeah. and what would be helpful i do that with my son at times too where i just say what do you need right now and he just says i need a hug i say okay i can do that that's easy it's so interesting that we're talking about this because um, just yesterday uh, I had a situation where Doug and I, Doug was really upset. Um, he, a job interview didn't go the way he wanted it to. And, and even though it really went pretty darn well, he interpreted it differently. And so he went into this sort of panic mode, in my opinion, and sort of being reactive. And I started trying to fix him. I started, you know, going, well, look at this and isn't this, you know, and, you know, the glass is half full and blah, and he, and he said, I don't want a pep talk right now. And I was like, you're like, <laughs> great, that? because it's yeah. exhausting. <laughs> ah, it's so fucking exhausting. So how about if I just tell you what an idiot you are? No. And interestingly, I got that exact same line from Malcolm less than a month ago. Mom, I don't need a pep talk. I was like, oh, okay. And I felt for me, it was information. It's like not my husband and my son both said to me, I don't need a pep talk. Neither of them had asked me for a pep talk, but I just jumped in. I just, I'm imagining you, Nelsie, with her um, pom-poms be like, and, and you know what else? And you oh, can do it. You don't, I you don't want you. these? <laughs> All right. Pom-poms down. Oh, what pom-poms else? Pom-poms down. Pom-poms down. <laughs> That should Get be code word. Pom poms down. PPD. <laughs> Nelsie, PPD. Uh, <clears throat> a, yeah. You know, yeah. A, didn't ask to be fixed. B, who said it was my job to fix them? Now, that's different when you're talking about a child that's sad and all that. Not, not that it's necessarily your job to fix them, but it is your job to care for them and to be there for them and to be able to just ask, what do you need from me now or what would be helpful? Yeah. So simple. And yet, you know, we need to be reminded of that. Right. Yeah. 
I agree. Let me do another TikTok. You have another? Oh I'm my god! Dead. We are so together. I'm so prepared. The thing says I tried to prank my boyfriend that I was sad in the pool, but then I actually had a mental breakdown. Baby, you want me to make you food? Wait, what the hell? What are you doing, baby? Oh yeah. Get up. What are you doing? I just, I just hate myself. <laughs> Why are you crying, baby? So she wrote at the end of it, I just wanted, I wanted to post this to let you know that you're not alone. And the rest of it was social media may seem like a fairy tale, but just know a lot of us struggle behind closed doors. And what was the beginning? I didn't, I missed the beginning she of was, what. She was what, pretend. she was walking into the pool and pretending to her boyfriend that she was really sad and going into the pool, but then she actually, it shifted from that to actually being sad. Feeling, feeling <laughs> crying really sad. And fully crying for real and just hating herself. And what I found so interesting, besides that's being terrible, is how many young people are on, I have another TikTok video, that's where, where young people are just hysterically crying and showing this vulnerability and this rawness. And what I hear is them just screaming to the world. I'm in so much pain. I'm in so much pain. I don't know how I don't, I'm not going to pretend that I'm not, but I'm in so much pain and I want you to know that I'm in pain. And so there are these little clips of makeup running down faces and just hysteria and all everyone just saying you're not alone you're not alone and meanwhile the storylines with with these young people not just young people they're just the ones that i noticed putting it on yesterday when i was doing a search and i obviously know this in my practice we're just there's just a constant comparison to other people and mm -hmm. this deep self-loathing and it's not that it's new necessarily there's just a platform to shout it out but then are these people getting the help that they need to do some reframing, to learn how to shift the way that they're thinking about themselves, to get out of that place of where this young person is saying, I hate myself. And, and then it's not her boyfriend's job to fix that. Speaking of fixing it, and he yeah, can't fix yeah. that. What's the story? What happened to her that she hates herself so much that that's where she went, that she snapped? Not to say, I mean, having an emotional snap like that where you're being playful and all of a, have you ever been laughing with a friend and all of a sudden you're hysterically crying kind of thing. So you can have that snap. But in this case that it's, and I hate myself, is what what is that? What is that for her and what does she need? to create some movement around that. So she's not holding that inside of herself. Yeah. And is she, and I think the most important question you asked is, is she getting help to learn how to uh, either reframe it and, or find the source of it, um, tools to deal with it. Um, you know, because sharing it on TikTok is not, it's, you know, it not, I'm not, it's not bad, but it's not, it's not a mental health platform. You know, it's not, no, it's a just, release. It's, there's a release, it's a release to it. Which is, Although right. if they could get responses where somebody offers something that they read, I, who knows what anybody is doing once they post something about their pain. Yeah. I don't, I don't either. I don't know. I mean, I think that 
one of the things, a big switch that's happened in the last few years, and I think especially even since uh, COVID, where everybody's just talking about mental health much more, you know, and then there's all these remote ways to get it. There's all these, it's more accessible, it's more affordable, there's less stigma around it. And thank God for all of that, you know, thank God. And hopefully people are out there. I mean, it's out there. Help is out there. And help on a sliding scale and free help is out there. Right? There's, you know, there's a place near me when I was not that long ago when I didn't have insurance and I didn't have any money. There's a place right near me where I got and I got antidepressants and I really needed them. And uh, I, I was charged nothing. It's true. Google, if you need help, you can always, well, you can always reach out to us and we can help redirect you. And also if you need help in that way or want a place to figure it out, you know better than we do, obviously that you could just Google that and say, where can I get free help or low, um, low cost, low cost help or scale, sliding scale, or look on psychotherapy network, no psychology today.com. That's my go-to find a therapist. There's lots of options and services out there. Tons of services that I, I don't know where you are, but they exist. Yeah. The place that I went to, like oftentimes there's like County, like, cause I live in Ocean County, New Jersey, and it was um, Ocean County mental health services. So your County chances are has a mental health ser service that provides sliding scale or even free help. It's out there. <sighs> Correct. So after you, after you have that breakdown on TikTok, call us. Yeah, yeah. Make a you, well. You can email us at whatifnothingswrong at gmail .com and we will do our best to, to find you some resources. Do you have another TikTok? I have a TikTok. So it's me doing Callie's DNA test. I'm putting it in the mailbox. It's on its way. The question is, is she going to be a German Shepherd? Is she going to be a Australian Kelpie? Maybe she's a Doberman or a Shih Tzu. <laughs> Callie cannot wait to find out. So explain it now. So basically you made a video. This is what you're doing when you're not responding to me and doing the things that need to be done for this podcast. <laughs> but um, what you're doing is making a little video of your dog taking her DNA in order to ascertain taking your DNA what her breed test. is. I love how your face is like, yes, what of course, is. this is going to solve all the mysteries of life. Yes. Doug, for his birthday from Raina, got the Embark DNA test. And we uh, took that swab. This brought, this brought me joy. This was a find your joy. So it's gone off in the mail. And so I made, I did make a TikTok video that I'm actually quite proud of. I do think I'm going to be nominated. The editing was amazing. Nominated for? Uh, the TikTok version of, a, of an Academy Award. <laughs> But for what's the category? Uh, best video about your dog. <laughs> <laughs> and 
And you know how many nominations there are? 700 million, because that's how many dog videos there are out there. And she's done the research again, did the research on that, <laughs> but not something that's actually going to do anything for us. Okay. Uh-huh. Really Listen, work. rate, review, subscribe. If you want more of this, you know <laughs> where to get it. Brilliance. Check it out. Tell your friends, tell your enemies, and uh, we'll see you next week. On what if nothing's wrong, Nelsie? What if? Mm -hmm. What if? What would what we would do, do if nothing, nothing was wrong? wrong? We would have nothing to the crit <laughs> the jackal would be the jackal at the spa. Yeah, the jackal would just be at the bliss spa getting a facial. So let's so let's work yeah. on that. Relaxing, being like, what am I gonna do now? I've got nothing yeah. to do. I've got nothing Unemployed. to do. All right, guys. Oh. See you next week. Bye. Bye. When you're on to cock father doesn't recognize you. When you're spooning with a stranger and they won't let you kiss them, find your joy. When your house reeks of weed and your kids hallucinating, find your joy. Find your joy. When you stick your dick and scampy, when your dog likes jiffy.